Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. I'm Sarah Weiss, and today we are interviewing Dr. Allison J.K., who is a master of energy work in so many traditions, has published several books on energy, transmission, chakras, qigong, tai chi, universal practices. And we're really looking forward to having a discussion about 2021, the energies of 2021, and the subject of transmission. Now, she and I both work from this place when we teach and when we speak to people in our private practice. It's really the transmission of the light frequencies, of the high frequency energies that help bring people back to their true self, back to their alignment, and grounded within themselves. And this is a very subtle practice. Um, But if you've been in the spiritual world for a long time, you understand that transmission is the catalyst. It's what makes us change from within. And that happens when we speak with each other, when we sit in sacred circle together, when we commune through the heart, a beautiful transmission comes through. But when you're a healer, a teacher, and you work with people, you attune to this frequency that channels through you and around you to everyone that you are working with. And it is the catalyst for change. I also want to share with all of you listeners my upcoming special program, the Enlightened Empath Training, and that begins March 20th. It spans four months, and it's a very beautiful training, and here comes a gorgeous red-tailed hawk right by my window as I'm speaking. It's a very beautiful training to help empaths take their power, claim it, become the perceivers, instead of the overwhelmed receivers and begin to make an impact in our world. I truly believe that empaths are a preview of our future humanity, that we are moving towards a more telepathic, unity-based existence. So check out the Enlightened Empath program on my website, spiritheelonline.com, and email me with any questions or uh, comments you have about the program. So now help me welcome Dr. Allison J. K. My listeners, I want to introduce you to this great big shining son of a being, Dr. Allison. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi, people out there. (laughs) I'm sure everyone's going to start feeling this beautiful radiant energy coming out to them uh, during our conversation today. Alice and I were just uh, grounding and aligning together, and we we share a similar frequency, and so it's very easy for our energy to come into a, a coherence and a resonance that I'm sure all of you will feel. 
So we have so many topics that Dr. Allison could speak about today, but first we'll start with, why don't you give us a little background on how you got to where you are today and, and what is of greatest interest to you right now? I mean, we could go over the many books she's written, we could go over all her travels, but let's kind of get a little uh, background and see where you've been and how you got here. Oh boy. Um, a lot of story, a lot of adventure. To sum it up in a way that's functional for our purposes together today, um, I've always been this way, and it's just been a process of learning how to allow it through, surrender to it, and cultivate it. And I used to be involved in, my first career was in politics, and it was to get folks elected to uh, office that are going to write environmentally conservative legislation and it was so stressful I had done so well on the primary um, as a campaign organizer that they put me in a really intense uh, con uh, campaign on the general election so I was looking for how to quell the stress and I found this purple book jumping off the shelf onto the floor and stopping me in my tracks about meditation. So I was in my early 20s. And from there, um, I left politics eventually because I saw the machine at that time in the 90s wasn't ready to come out of fossil fuel dependency and went into, okay, if change is going to happen, one consciousness at a time. So I've been doing this work um, and felt like if I was going to understand how to get, I actually asked in a session one day, Sarah, with the client, one of my very first sessions actually, running energy medicine on her system, how can I get more robust results? And at that same time, I had gone into the classroom teaching, relying on my bachelor's teaching English literature, and uh, found myself being led to the international school system rather than the public school system here at that time in Florida. And so I got job offers around the world and chose to go to Taiwan where the traditional Chinese are able to live as traditional mm -hmm. Chinese rather than to learn about the source of, learn from the source of understanding how energy works and, and still uses it. Doesn't like in the West, how it's gotten put into mystery schools or the secrets like from alchemy, how it's all been in secret societies rather and there are secrets. It's an interesting facet to bring out these ancient wisdom secrets. But I wanted to go to the seat of who I thought was still, who I understood intuitively, not thought, was still operating from their ancient wisdom around how energy flows and works. And so I lived there for a decade studying it all. And also went to India during that one of my Chinese New Year breaks between semesters and got certified as a yoga teacher, even though I'd already been teaching meditation for decades at that point. Um, so I came back to the States after that decade in Asia in 2010 with the realization, and it's written in my first book about how we suffer more in the West because we avoid looking inside. There seems to be like this boogeyman or monster under the bed concept, or like people will find they're crazy if they go in mm -hmm. when basic Buddhist premise is every human mind's neurotic here are the tools to work with your own particular flavor, you know? So there's nothing to run from, just learning not only at that level of how to 
quiet the inner critic, how to redirect off of the inner critic or off of the inability to focus or concentrate, but to then go through that to access the subtle energy system and create all of the shifts within the subtle energy system so that it's activated to live up to its full potential. That's where I'm the most juiced about. And so there's just such a level of suffering in the West that I see is completely unnecessary. And um, that's been my mission. And as the person opens and all of us have our own expanded consciousness and it helps the whole planet. Doesn't it? Uh, let me ask you this, um, because yeah. I studied with some traditional uh, Qigong teachers and and Eastern teachers as well. And I'm curious about how you learned from them because there's that aspect of the transmission that is beyond just like performing the practices and and doing everything they tell you to do. How did you learn about that? How did you tune into that? The answer that wants to come through my mouth I say with total surrender and humility is that I've always had it inside of me. And when I first flew over Asia landing that first time, I felt such inner awakening of parts of myself that had not yet fully awakened that it, it's been bringing forth a, a part of me and learning how to do that within my own consciousness on behalf of others and seeing the different styles. Like I'm also a Qigong teacher and, and have sat at the feet of yoga gurus and looked at how they transmit and have been aware, honestly, that if I was going to do this for Westerners, it needed to be done in a different way so that the intellect asking what's happening in the silence has more understanding. So I tend to, I, when I first came back from Asia, Sarah, I really, prefer, and I always did this in my sessions when I was working with expats and local Chinese over in Taiwan in sessions outside the classroom in silence, because I can get more quote unquote work done in the energy. In getting back here to the States, people wanted to talk more. And so I, I feel like the energy is, I do clear what I call clearings and activations. And I mean, even my words have an element in writing all my books without, if we look at them before the intention set, my words, and as I'm speaking them now, they carry transmission. The intention is that they transmit into shifts for whatever the listener is ready for. But then I do clearings and activations that are more obvious to a person who may not be as advanced on this path. And within those clearings of loads of unconscious and subconscious and even conscious stuff, and then an activation that follows it, people are more aware they're receiving something done on them, quote unquote. And so the transmission goes in that way too. It's been interesting. So uh, just backtrack a little bit here. When you landed in Taiwan, yeah, I knew you'd pick up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first fun part of it all that I said. 
I picked up on it because a similar thing happened to me when I was in high school and I went to France and boom, it's like everything I ever knew spiritually woke up the minute I landed there. And it sounds like something Mm -hmm. similar happened to you too in Taiwan. What part of France did you land in? Was it Paris? Yeah, we landed in Paris and boom. I mean, it was like, I knew all this was in there because I had been aware since I was born on this earth of my (laughs) illuminated friends. Um, But boom, I mean, (laughs) just like, oh, you know, here I am and it's all activated now. And my spiritual teacher a couple of years later confirmed that. He said, boy, you just had to go there and that changed your life. So is that what happened with you? In great part, yeah. Um, yeah, but then I also have, um, as you have, gained teachings in, on practices that help to cultivate that, to grow even more robustly so I can then turn around in service and help others, right? Right, right. So, but I, I was just, you know, the, the specialness of place and the frequency and vibration yeah. of a certain place on this earth that awakens... Uh, and it doesn't have to be a sacred place, and it could be it could it was you know the whole of France that somehow woke me up. It wasn't just you know Chart Cathedral, um, but but there's something that once that um, resonance starts vibrating through your being, and a whole body of wisdom can wake up. That's an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like learning how to unravel all of that that had woken up and bring it up to my conscious mind so that I could more intentionally work with it and, and grow it and then teach others how to do it so I could articulate it. So it seems like when you talk about transmissions in the form that I sense you're coming from, it, you know, they're, they're not said out loud. Mm-hmm. They're those yes. silent ones, right? Yes. So I feel like my particular gig is to help the more intellectual people who sense there's something more going on, um, but need to approach it from their minds. I love to work with people like you who don't. <laughs> the more so. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of headiness in the West and it's the intellectual that's favored over here rather than the heart in the subtle energy system at this point. That's shifting though. So I feel like the unraveling of that silent awakening, like what awakened in you and what awakened in me, it was still at an unconscious level. And I had, it seems like to learn how to pull the package, unravel the ball of yarn and bring it up to a conscious level and just throughout my entire system. It felt like it was like the potential was activated and then I had to learn how to bring it forth. So did you basically work this through yourself? I mean, just with the aid of a few maybe helpers on the outside, but most of your journey has been um, mining and cultivating and awakening, you know, inch by inch from within? Mm, Yeah. I've had very key teachers at key moments, um, but it has really been not, not like being steeped within one monastery in one tradition and one way of doing things. I, 
know that some of my masterminders, they say to me, Alice, I can't find anybody else who covers such a, a wide range of um, aspects of life, like the personal trainer in me. So we're talking about mind, body, fitness and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like there's the desire for me to be able to communicate holisticness and it bring together disparate, seemingly to the West, Western eyes anyway, disparate aspects of life. And, and like, let me say it this way. When I, I gave a talk, my first talk when I was back in the States, I was at a Mind Body Spirit Expo and I was giving a talk on meditation. And I met with an integrated physician afterwards and he and I met later at his office to see about me working within his office. And when he looked at my credentials, he said, you've got to focus on one thing. And this is when integrated medicine was just starting to become a thing. And I looked at him and I said, no, the whole point is for the holistic approach. And this is fresh out of 10 years with the Chinese in, in Asia from the holistic approach. So it feels like um, bringing all of these disparate parts, I had to follow my inner guidance rather than be steeped in just one tradition and adhering to only that. I had to go to these different sectors of life, so to speak, to bring it all together. Mm -hmm. And so at least you were free enough within yourself to kind of sniff all that out. I mean, that's not a small feat. <laughs> I mean, usually we're kind of embedded in, in our own little world and to move out of that to try these experiences in a new way. That's a lot of um, a lot of gumption there, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, you say this on the full moon in Leo with the courage and the bravery aspect of the lion. Sarah, thank you for the gift of that observation. Because I never realized that. I've just been me. You know what I mean? And I only recognize that which you just spoke of when people reflect it back to me. Just me. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't it one of the things being a teacher, a spiritual teacher, is what I find it most challenging to help people claim their own power and their own creativity and their own heart and really live from that place. They want someone to tell them what to do and the real art of a spiritual teaching is to help people liberate themselves from within. And that is really a, a challenge. Oh my God, we are so aligned. I just came off of responding to my masterminders in our private Facebook group. And what, and in great part, this full moon is helping to take more responsibility for our life's directions, like to really get into the driver's seat in recognizing the power of our choice. And when we make a choice or default, put off making a choice, that's still us in control of our lives. And seeing my students as I was reframing for them questions when they were telling me how they were asking the universe, um, they were all in that passive form for the most part where they were used to something outside of them having more power and they weren't used in delivering something to them as opposed to their choice their 
empowerment, their desires and following their heart and their intuition. And yeah, it's, and it is, it's even, I have specialty certification as a behavioral change specialist from the ICF when I was renewing my personal trainer certification. And even in there, they're giving these videos. It was tedious as hell, frankly, to get that certification. <laughs> <laughs> and even in the videos, they're showing like these conversations of a coach with a client and drawing everything out of the client and saying the old way of just telling someone what to do isn't as functional as we once thought. And just the patience required for drawing it out of somebody as opposed to just simply telling them what to do and them robotically following it. It's such an entirely different paradigm. Yes, it requires a lot more work. It is, and that's where the energy of the transmission Indeed. comes in. I mean, you know, it's like the sunshine and the rain and the nutrients yeah. from the earth helping a plant yeah. come alive, uh, grow from their own seed. Yeah, beautifully said, um, beautiful visual. And, and I should mention, we are recording on um, January 28th, which is the full moon. And I was going to ask Dr. Allison at the beginning, which I forgot to do, to attune us to this full moon. Um, but I don't know if that's what's coming through you right now. Why don't you check and see if that is something that wants to come through or if something else is tickling your inspiration okay so i feel i'm going to read if you don't mind i'm going to read your energy mm. and in that moment, it feels like you were leaning away from the full moon invocation in part that's why you didn't remember okay. in the beginning and i'm going to you're asking me to give some sort of transmission mm -hmm. right now yeah yes so i feel like one of the even though this is an advanced group for folks listening to this. I don't typically use the word folks. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the idea of this full moon that we are under is about that stepping into the leadership role over your own life with the courage and bravery of like the lion. And Sarah, you reflected back to me that gumption. Uh, and I, again, I'm so grateful for that reflection. It meant a lot to me, especially coming from you with your own what I know of your own life and path and where you're at now vibrationally. So that gumption I find is something that I transmit to the people who work the closest with me, everybody who is in interaction with me. And so if we were to, if I were to look at what I have been increasingly talking about for the last couple of years, like in 2016, I saw the co-creators channel and I wrote about it in my second book, Fifth and Fourth Chakra, where the co-creators channel is what I saw as a column between the heart going up to the throat. In the throat chakra, while it's concerned with communication, I consider the second level, it's actually the second power center of these new times. The third chakra is the traditional power center. The fifth is the power center because we're making our choices from there. And courage sits in the throat chakra and it's the element of ether. It's very, very subtle. And being able to actually have the courage to choose what our heart wants. And instead of the 
horizontal alignment where we're looking at what others around us are doing and how to fit in and how to avoid judgment and how not to be triggered or react to what someone else is doing and to look at what others are choosing and what our society is choosing and what will they think of me if I change? What will they think of me if I grow? What will they think of me if I make this choice? All of that horizontal alignment that fills the ego mind denies the use and even activation of that co-creator's channel because it quiets the heart. Like I've said for decades now, I use a backdoor approach to quieting people's mind beyond the obvious teaching of meditation in helping them to open their heart chakra because ultimately it does quiet the mind when you follow your heart and your intuitive guidance comes in in part in the heart, whatever uplifts, that's heart guidance, not just groovy, groovy six chakra visuals of like the flower of life and alien spaceships, you know, that so many people want to open their six chakra to see. It feels like that courage, that bravery to step out of horizontal alignment and instead go into the vertical alignment where you're listening inward and upward, connected, your system aligned with source and your higher self. As we say in yoga, first you go above the crown chakra and there's your higher self. And then further north of that is source and your connection to the universe. And there is so much potential coming down onto our planet now to help us through this grand shift that I feel like it's just such a waste of life force to stay locked in one's mind and worried about what others are gonna think when there is just oodles of different types of vibrations being showered down upon each of our crowns and the entire earth to help us reach more of each of our own potential and the full human potential. So having more of that courage and disengaging, shutting off the funnel or the channel to the horizontal and converting over into the vertical alignment with your higher self and source. And knowing that when your heart uplifts, that's a choice, your guidance, your intuition showing you towards. It's not something so astonishing as like symbols or a band playing or a big aha or an epiphany. It's simply, Oh, that makes me feel lighter. Let me do more of that. Mm. And letting it be organic, not knowing an entire plan, but letting one step at a time. That's how it comes in nowadays. When you're going to involve as much of the, un the field of unlimited possibilities, not expecting to have the entire thing laid out for you, steps one through seven, and you're going for step seven as the ultimate target but having the courage to listen to the heart and that, take that first step. And then the universe comes in with this increased synchronicities as your vibrations higher and it shows you the next step. So it's a really different life on planet earth right now and moving forward. It will be, it will continue to be. Ah, that for me was just like sitting outside in the sun and bathing in the light. Thank you. Oh, yay. <laughs> Yay! That was a Thank you. Different transmission. Um, big head. What's up? 
how did that feel to you? Because I really felt the vertical alignment of the energy through me. And I also felt the um, light from you emanating towards me, like being bathed in the sun. How did that feel for you internally? Um, I was a little bit more in my head than I wanted to be. I was flowing, but... um... Mm -hmm. And I, I was, I want to stress, I was flowing more than I was in my head, but still that was more words than, you know, if you can appreciate a transmission, why use words? But the vertical alignment, I really saw energetically happening. Um, and I felt like I was helping people unplug from that out there, others, horizontal alignment, um, and then replugging them, you into the power source above your head vertically. and. I didn't perceive the light because I'm just, I am that, but I most, if not all of the time, honestly, but I did perceive a cleaning white purifying essence in that light. Very soft, loving too, Sarah, but it's your receptivity. It's your being receiving it that way. It was a good mutual collaboration. Thank you. You know, one of the things that we were talking about was that we were, we were we are recording on January 28th, and this recording will go out to the public at the end of February. And we were talking about the energies of 2021, and I said to you, well, would you be willing to speak about the energies uh, for 2021? And then we both kind of stopped like abruptly and said well this is January this is going to come out in February and there's like a whole world that's going to happen between now and then how do we talk about those energies so so let's see what wants to come through now um, if anything is coming to you what does the next month feel like to you let's start there Um, what are you sensing about that okay So we have a month between this recording time and when it comes out at the end of February, we're at the end of January. Mm -hmm. So I do know that this does want to be said. Um, I am always speaking into the future. I I, I don't, and it's frankly caused me trouble sometimes with marketing. I understand that totally. (laughs) So what I was just speaking of, if I, if I look at the past and how I operate, that was the future, the, that, which I just spoke of, it takes usually 10 years ahead. Um, And and, and right now, because there's so many other people catching up in uh, their own vibration and their own beyond awakening. I'm not, it's like somebody with you. I'm not 10 years ahead of obviously, but I do speak more in that what I'm perceiving right now is what comes in, what's on the beginning stages of just coming in. So I understand that. So what what I'm understanding you saying is that you're seeing um, the new energies coming in in terms of the waves of light and high frequencies that are coming in. And that when you say you see that, that could be the energies for the next 10 years rather than like tomorrow (laughs) or what people would experience right now unless they were tuned into a very subtle level of the energetic experience is that what you mean yeah and and i have to say this is the first time i've ever said this out loud Mm. if i would actually observe how what has happened over the past 10 years in particular but over my whole life that is what shows up um so i know too that light you were feeling um 
with the unlimited field of possibilities and it coming in more. So as we switch out of the old paradigm and into the new era from 2012 to 2032, that 20 year window, 2020 was a pivotal year for that. And what occurred in 2020 was in great part, and I say this with hesitation because I've been talking about this since 2011, what was quote unquote needed in order to shift humanity into the new direction mm -hmm. is less mind-based, more heart-based, and then what can be accessed through the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so this whole field surrounds the heart chakra. It's a magnetic power. It has, I don't even know the, I wrote this in my third book. I don't remember the exact number, how much stronger the heart is than the mind, but then there's um, this whole field gets created out of the heart chakra, unlike any of the other ones. And I have understood, I've stood under the stars every night for almost every night for um, since about 2010, since I came back to America from Asia and that decade in Asia, receiving what feels like those transmissions, those downloads that I've then worked with for the remaining, not remaining, but next month or so, depending on the download. What are you saying? And it feels like possibilities. It feels like newness. It feels like new life, not renewal, but new life. And it feels like hear that tone, Sarah? Like there's kind of a warning tone or a teacher tone or a, I almost want to say negativity. Do you hear that tone? The negativity right now or in general on the planet? No, just in my tone. Could you feel the shift in my tone? I'm perceiving it. I feel like there's a bit of a warning that wants to come through. Out. Oh, oh, is that what you mean? Okay, well, let's hear it. Um, the desires, and I don't let myself do this a lot because it doesn't tend to sink in as much as happy, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. um, you know? I understand. But it feels like the desire to flip back into quote unquote normal life, more people have let go of that the further on we've gone into COVID. But it feels like the what could happen once everything shifts into opening back up again with health and grace and ease, the shifting back into materialism only instead of the marriage of materialism and spiritually spirituality and infusing material with the spiritual and infusing the spiritual with the material. So we're bridges of heaven and earth. It feels like it could be let go of. And then we're looking at more crisis coming down the line. It, it, I was surprised at COVID. I was surprised that it had to get as big as it did. Mm -hmm. um, obvious things we can point to with decisions that leaders made and et cetera, but nonetheless, under current wise, I was surprised by how much it's been needed. So I've listened increasingly the last three or four months in surprise and abhorrence at the amount of suffering humanity need, seems to need to go through in order to get into a more grateful, respectful of the mind, body, spirit, not just body system, and, and aware of all the forces of life, the life force itself, behind what keeps each of us breathing in the earth, breathing, 
And instead of taking for granted things like that and love, like love from our mothers, the unconditional love, or, gets, or as it gets the closest to unconditional love in human form, what we've received from like the most beautiful, patient, compassionate teacher that we've had, or our spouse, or not taking love for granted, not taking the invisible and how it sustains all of life for granted anymore, just because it's not big, loud, and in your face. And instead, learning how to work with the, thank you, Sarah, learning how to work with the invisible and recognizing that it actually has more power than the material and that the material that shows up is first always an energy. Chi, where chi goes, blood follows. That's an ancient traditional Chinese medical statement. The yin yang, qigong, acupuncture, reflexology, all stems from that. Where chi goes, blood follows. Chi is life force. And then where our mind, our consciousness goes, that directs the chi or the life force or the energy. So learning how to not just use a meditation app so you can stop worrying about when COVID's gonna be over or to have less stress because your task list is so long and that's why you're seeking out a meditation app, but to genuinely shift into the embodiment of appreciation for all that goes into sustaining life and then learning how to work with it to build even more life. Mm. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's about this aliveness. And yes. it's just aliveness and it's all pervasive. And yes. everyone needs to tap into it. That's what relieves suffering. Uh, and that's what drives everything I do. And I'm sure it's what drives everything you do with people. It's every time I'm in a session with someone, the first thing we need to do is tap into that aliveness. Uh, otherwise, everything's dead. Yes, um, it's so obvious. We overlook it, right? Life force, vital right. life force energy, vital, alive, life force. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, um, and and it's it's just everywhere, mm -hmm. and everything. No, Sarah. Even in the cold molecules, you're in in our lives. <laughs> in my little snowstorm here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, the flakes are quite beautiful right now. Um, but you really are conveying uh, a beautiful message, and I can I can tell that you convey that to everyone you work with, because you, your embodiment of that, you are the embodiment of that, and so you have done the journey to become that embodiment. And I really honor and respect that in you, Allison. Um, and I love you. speaking yeah. with you because that's what's conveyed here. Thank um, you. Um, Pete so, on, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so between now and the end of February, um, and and you were referring to you know all that we're going through right now. Um, it. It just feels to me like there's more density to break up and 
to allow for more aliveness to come in, and maybe that's going to coincide with the spring equinox um, in terms of what I'm feeling at least. Uh, and it just feels like a sense of you know dense energy planetarily to get through to the spring equinox. And then at the spring equinox, I'm wondering if there's going to be a really big shift in the lightness that can come into the planet then. Do you have any sense of that? Yeah, I do. It's, so while you were talking and talking about the remaining density that still needs to be cleared between now and leading into the, the spring equinox or the March equinox, depending on what hemisphere you're in, I saw uh-huh. a of shoveling. Like, like, and it's not necessarily snow just because you're <laughs> it's like shoveling shite, you know? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the gooey that. stuff. <laughs> yeah, that yuck stuff. Um, but by the end of February, it feels like it is already shifting. And I know I can perceive it already shifting now. I can perceive the lightness um, coming. In the, but like I have one of my long-term clients, she lives over in the Philippines and she has done a lot of world traveling and lives at a very high level and has lived and worked for some um, yogic teachers. And when she's traveled in India, she's picked up a couple of really key Vedic astrologers and she has been tuned into them during the COVID time, both of whom say, now take this with a grain of salt or for whatever it's worth, but both of them say that in February, mid-February, COVID's going to um, kind of go out the way it came in. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Okay. I don't know that that, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. so my sense of that is that all of a sudden we're not going to see the numbers just drop completely drastically of deaths and hospitalizations and cases, but we are going to see kind of like the stronghold COVID has had let go and kind of like the stronghold of fear. Like this has been a fever peaking before it breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The fear, like people have, like it just kind of reaching threshold by like third week in February. So those who are sensitive like yourself and most of the listeners most likely may perceive that by the end of February, but we won't really, and then it'll be a slight perception. We won't really feel it like everybody felt the new year and lightness because of our new year Mm -hmm. um we won't really feel it as much until about the a little bit after the march equinox um and really start to see it and feel it and have what we're seeing confirm what we're feeling so after the equinox a little bit after not too far great wonderful again we're a little bit ahead okay as we come close to the end here um i do want to cover your most recent book now you're gonna have to say the title of it you have the longest <laughs> titles of books i've ever seen so tell me the title <laughs> dragon master creatrix mm-hmm. is there a <laughs> subtitle for that one too yes ma'am <laughs> conversations with a female spiritual teacher for these new times ah okay tell us a little about that book Okay, that's really fun. And um, you being who you are doing the work you do, it's basically written for you, like more advanced people um, who've been on the path for a while and really tying together a lot. So it's told in story form. That's why you're hearing the excitement and joy kick in. Um, it's not like nonfiction teaching. <laughs> it's a lot more fun to write, both write and take in. So it's a woman going on a 
um, international travel to meet others to train in energy medicine and ancient power mysteries at stone circles and sacred sites and receive attunements. And then the second half of each chapter after the narration of something that is done on this retreat are the question and answers where I'm letting out some of the most advanced information outside of my mastermind, outside of training my vibrational upgrade practitioners. That's the name of my system that I created after all of this, the mm -hmm. vibrational upgrade system. So the questions and the answers and where I let myself go, Sarah, in this, it, I was riding the razor's edge, as Buddha said, with comfort and discomfort with how much I was letting out and how much I was addressing. Um, there's topics like sex, body image, um, money, success, marriage, relationships, as well as really advanced spiritual concepts, um, debunking the idea of protection and lots of... Um, just juicy stuff that everybody's wanting to know. How do I start hearing what other people think about me is in there. <laughs> and, and where does the dragon come in? Tell me about the dragon. So you talked about spirit of place back with mm -hmm. in Taiwan. Yeah. And the ley lines originally were called dragon lines by the mm -hmm. Chinese. And in the first levels of training with me, my students learn about the flow of energy in the human body, my mind-body-spirit system, and around them. Starting at the Dragon Master level, and again, this title of this book is The Dragon Master Creatrix, they start to learn about how energy flows in the earth and how to work with that mm. and with the dragons collaboratively to not only help themselves and humanity now, but to also help the earth to distribute the light more rapidly <laughs> and the fun with playing with the dragons and how they used to be. I mean, the concept goes, I don't know if this is true or not. My sense is that it is when we used to be much lighter, we could sustain and more heart-based. We could sustain dragons when we used to be more purified we could sustain even having like little elfin and unicorns basically show themselves mm -hmm. when we became so dense and so ego driven and power driven in the abusive sense that all had to go underground or behind the veil, so to speak. And it seems like, I mean, the dragons are phenomenal. I've had, I, I, I had experiences with them that it almost, and I watched them do this with my students who are coming up into the dragon master level. They, they almost like start to stalk them in a friendly, loving, companionable way, letting them know they're there. It's really fascinating. They're absolute sweetness and desire to help. And they have to be approached in a certain way from a certain vibration. Um, and it's funny too, they, 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 in some ways, I want to say the word demand service. You being, being used collaboratively for service to humanity and the earth. Like they just don't activate in the, in a set for selfish. They can't, they don't vibe on that. They, they're based on reciprocity and equal commitment and yes. alignment and coherence. 
Indeed. To create more of that. Right. Well, yeah. I speak about coherence in this book, too. Ah. Well, listen, uh, you and I are going to have to have a part two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So in closing here, why don't you tell people how they can contact you and what you'd like them to know about the programs that you're uh, offering right now? Vibrationalupgrade.com is my website. You can also go to Allison with one L, J-K-A-Y.com. That's my name, and that's what you can use. Make sure you have the J middle initial on Amazon because it's an Allison K author without the J. And you can get all my books there. Dragon Master Creatrix is the one to go to, though. It's if you're really advanced. Um, and then the programs I have, I feel like the people listening, you could consider this, if there's resonance, you could consider this a clarion call. I have a, my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, where you begin to learn mu much and then more of what I've talked about here. That alignment, that conversion from horizontal to vertical happens. And it, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, that is a three-month program open all the time. It's evergreen. It doesn't start at certain times only in the year. And then that's a prerequisite for the mastermind where you get trained and certified and taken on these retreats in vibrational upgrade system and step into much more self-mastery first over yourself and then how to work with others for that. And then the earth, as I said, so it's a clarion call for those of you who may have some certifications and aren't really using it, or I do a lot around money. Um, I, I see the spiritual folks as like kind of, pushing away money sometimes. Um, just like the material folks need to bring it to balance their material and spirituality. Same on the other end of the spectrum with spiritual folks. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of work with that. Um, and if you want a new revenue stream, I mean, that's what this creates. So I know that there's only certain people who will respond fully to that. And, and please go to the website and see how to, there's a work with me tab. And click on the programs. I do still just a little bit of one-on-ones and VIP intensives nowadays, um, but I can move you the most robustly and quickly through the program because of all the different components. That's magic manifestation and money flow. And then there's a low involvement, low price one aim, activate your magic. And that's fun because you get these sacred full moon and sacred new moon activations based on what these planetary alignments are catalyzing in us and how to take best advantage of them. I don't sit there and talk. I do active clearings and activations. And then there's a couple other things in that program. That's like a beginner level. It's not a beginner level. It's a beginning step, I guess, for people who are just brand new. Fantastic. Listen, I'll, we'll have all the information in the podcast notes, the books, the programs, how to contact Allison. And I want to thank you so much. Um, it's wonderful to feel filled with beautiful energy after a conversation instead of yeah. drained, instead of drained by one. And so yeah. thank, thank you. you. That's my honor. It's mutual. Thank you for the mutuality. Yeah. Well, blessings to everyone, to all our listeners. We really appreciate you and love that you're sharing your light with the world, with us, and blessings all. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. 
And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.